Philippines. In 2011, researcher Pierre Bork described three specific enterotypes in humans. High level of bacteroides characterise type 1, type 2 has few bacteroides and lots of prevotella, and type 3 has high levels of ruminococcus. Different enterotypes don't seem to be influenced by age, gender or nationality, but they are profoundly affected by long-term diet. A Western diet high in protein and animal fat is associated with Bacteroides, type 1, while Prevotella species, type 2, dominate in those who consume more carbohydrates, especially fibre. Different enterotypes are associated with predisposition to particular disease states, such as obesity and inflammation, confirming that what you eat is a powerful influencer of your overall health. In the future, we may be able to prescribe enterotype-specific diets and probiotics designed for maximal efficacy based on the abundance of various species. What do gut bacteria do? Symbiotic organisms, the quintessential good bacteria, have lots of important jobs. They help us digest food, maintain the integrity of our gut lining, part of the epithelial barrier that keeps bowel content separate from the rest of the body, crowd out harmful bacteria, and train our immune system to distinguish between friend and foe. They also convert sugars into short-chain fatty acids, SCFAs, that intestinal cells use for energy, and they synthesize many of the enzymes, vitamins, and hormones that we can't make on our own. Food can't be properly broken down, and its constituent parts can't be fully absorbed without these essential gut bacteria, which means that even if you're eating a super-healthy diet, if you don't have enough of them, you may not be able to absorb and assimilate all of the vitamins and nutrients in your food. Most of the bacteria in your gut are anaerobic, meaning that they thrive in areas with little or no oxygen. As you travel from the top to the bottom of the intestines, the amount of bacteria increases, so the stomach and small intestine have a lot less than the colon. Some bacterial species set up shop in the intestinal lining, while others just pass through, sometimes reproducing while in transit, before being excreted in the stool. Table 2.2. What do your gut bacteria do? Convert sugars to short-chain fatty acids, SCFAs, for energy. Crowd out pathogens. Digest food. Help your body absorb nutrients such as calcium and iron. Keep pH balanced. Maintain the integrity of the gut lining. Metabolize drugs. Modulate genes. Neutralize cancer-causing compounds. Produce digestive enzymes. Synthesize B-complex vitamins, thiamine, folate, pyridoxine. Synthesize fat-soluble vitamins, vitamin K. Synthesize hormones. Train the immune system to distinguish friend from foe. Immune regulation. Digestion isn't the only process that relies on the presence of gut bacteria. Exposure to lots of different microbes, both good and bad, is essential for priming and training your immune system, so that later on it's able to distinguish between harmless organisms that it should ignore and dangerous pathogens that it needs to respond to. 
In Chapter 7, we'll find out what happens when we super-sanitise our environment and miss out on that crucial early microbial exposure. Gene Modulation We have about 23,000 human genes and 8 million microbial ones. Results from large-scale human microbiome studies suggest that genes from gut bacteria play an important role. They provide instructions for essential functions like carbohydrate metabolism and enzymatic detoxification, instructions that are missing from our own human genome. Bacteria also help determine which diseases are expressed, turning various human genes on and off in response to the body's internal milieu, which can influence whether or not a disease that you're genetically predisposed to actually develops. Modulation of our genes by bacteria may explain why inherited diseases don't always afflict family members equally, even in identical twins who have the same genes but different microbes.